college, basic training, an apartment of their own. This August, parents are watching their children move on and move out. Here's another story of letting go. So Megan, how many days? Oh my goodness, it is 12 days okay. until we Ooh. move, Grace. Mm-hmm. Yep. The day that we're talking with Megan, it's 12 days. I knew I could ask that question because every mom (laughs) that has to let go of a child probably has that countdown in their head. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, well, you tell me, what are the feelings (laughs) behind this countdown? You know, it is a mix of feelings. I always explain it this way because we had our kids very early. So we have five. So now they're all about to leave home. And so they were all young at once. Now they're all old at once. We're kind of doing it all at one time. And when I was growing up, I grew up on a farm with a lot of barn cats. And you would always notice that, you know, every year cats would have kittens. Mm -hmm. And then there would be like a day where the cats had just been doting on those baby cats, you know, for all this time. And then suddenly the mother just leaves and says, you can (laughs) you can handle this for a while on your own and I'll come back. And I tell people that's really kind of what it's like. There's just a day where you realize like, okay. Like you want some freedom mm-hmm. and you can have some. Mm-hmm. And so you kind of grow into it slowly. Yeah. And then when the moment approaches, there's a lot all at once. You know, like, oh, this too and this mm-hmm. too. So it's a mix. It's a mixed bag. So you're kind of looking forward to the day or kind of prepared for the day or kind of dreading the day? I will say. Because my... you have a daughter that's going off to Iowa. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I think... The primary emotion that I am feeling is just confidence. Like, I feel very certain she's very ready to go. Oh, that's a nice Um, feeling. Yeah. And then you'll have like a wave of sadness. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Or a wave of can't come soon enough. Mm -hmm. And then it all just kind of corrects itself. So really, I mean, we're just very confident. We feel very excited for her to go. She's very excited to go. I think for the most part, when you see how frustrated your high school senior junior gets at wanting more freedom yep not quite having it senior you start to feel good for them to get to go Mm -hmm. (laughs) yep it's interesting that you put it so gently because i have a friend um let's call her manda because that's her name and she was talking about her daughter madeline's senior year and they are thick as thieves they love each Mm -hmm. other very very much but she said there is something about that senior year mom and daughter that they started going at Mm -hmm. loggerheads with each other. And she said, yes, I was sad to see her go. And yes, I love her very much. But it was also God showing us very plainly that it was time. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I have heard that time and time again, haven't Mm -hmm. we? So would you say that's where the confidence comes from is just kind of seeing that she's starting to move that way? Yes, absolutely. I think right now in high school, we have a freshman and a junior and a senior and now one that's going to University of Iowa. So they're all getting to that age. And I think there's this shift that happens. It happens, I suppose, when they start driving, mm-hmm. where you really have a felt sense of your separation. Like you've really mm. lost a level of control there. And I, and, and I think the only thing that makes parents okay with that is how convenient it is that your kids can drive <laughs> themselves places yeah, on their own. It's so nice. <laughs> and but, scary at the same time. It's terrifying, but you realize you must accept it. And I think that that really helps a lot. And then when you see... There's a point where they're getting ready to go. They're starting to think about what they're going to do with their future. And you start to realize whatever 
deficiencies you might identify in yourself as a parent up to this point, mm-hmm. whatever you think you accidentally forgot to give them in their character or in you know their skill set, you realize they're going to have to pick that up on the way. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not because so much. Because you did. Yeah, exactly. Because you did. Because you didn't have the perfect mom. Mm-hmm. Taylor didn't have the nope. perfect mom, although mm-hmm. his was close. She's like a 99 and a half. She is, really. <laughs> I didn't have the perfect mom, but we picked up the things that we didn't have along mm-hmm. the way. Mm-hmm. So we have to trust that our kids will too. Yeah. And you have that impulse to fear a bit for, oh no, like she hasn't completely worked out her test anxiety. Mm-hmm. Well, she will, <laughs> you know, or those types of things. Like you realize she has more than enough, you know, to go on, mm-hmm. to keep experiencing life and doing these things. And I need to step out of the way so that she can grow in a way that she can't grow if I keep helping. Yeah. It's funny that you talked about <laughs> parents that are happy that their kids are driving, but Uh dreading it at the same time. I wonder if you remember the day when Ben started driving, Taylor would watch (laughs) me every single morning, text him and say, text me to let me know that you're at school. Yes. And then there was one day where I was like, Taylor, I never texted Ben. I forgot to text Ben. (laughs) I did it. I did a whole morning where I didn't check on him. I was so (laughs) proud of myself. And and I think that's probably going to be like that when they go off to college. There'll be those first days mm-hmm. where you think about them constantly and worry about them constantly. And then there's going to be a day where you go for a few hours and you're not worrying. Mm-hmm. Exactly. There's It's definitely the case. Like We've talked about this just recently. The other night, Grace and I were talking about that moment when we leave her in the dorm room. Yep. <laughs> you guys have already talked through it. That's yeah, really something. I, I was like, let's rehearse our emotions about this now. <laughs> so <laughs> when we get there, we'll be prepared and we'll have a plan what for how we say? exit. We need an exit strategy. <laughs> <laughs> and I, she agreed. You know, it was one of those times, for the most part, I, I know every teenager is different and certainly each one of mine is very different. But one thing they share is at about the age of 14, they stop thinking I'm right about anything. You, yourself, as <laughs> yeah. a human and mom. Yes. Yeah, yeah that's about right. It's about <laughs> so, right. Um, uh, and I, I agree, maybe not all kids are that way, but mine are. And so I try to notice the times where I'm thinking, oh, I'd like to give you some advice right now. But really what I need to do is just demonstrate that I will be present. And if you want to reach out, you know how. And so for that moment in particular, I was like, we're going to be feeling a lot of things. And we sat at our dining room table and we cried a little bit about it. (laughs) And we just kind of... You pre-cried? We (laughs) pre-cried. And then we started making some plans, you know, like, what are you going to do the first week? Things like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, First time we'll come visit. And that was a really good moment. I think I could tell her what to think or how to prepare or things like that. But there's really just moments where we can connect together Mm -hmm. and talk about it. And then I have to back off and say, that was nice. We may not have a nice conversation like that Mm -hmm. again about this Mm -hmm. for a while. (laughs) And that's okay. Have you done any pre-conversations or conversations (laughs) with other moms to to prepare yourself for this? Mm. Have you done any talking with God to prepare yourself for this? Very much. I think, I, I mean, I plainly remember... Maybe when Grace was two weeks old, I was standing in the back of our worship center at church and talking to someone about how I had some baby clothes she didn't fit into anymore. And internally in that moment, I had a realization that if things go well, it's my job to prepare Grace to leave me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so for her entire you felt life. This when she was two weeks old. You know, you're like, well, things have gone well, so she's grown out of these clothes. And you realize as a parent, you're just kind of getting to having the baby. Then once you do, you realize, oh, the whole point is preparing them to leave you. Yeah. 
And if it goes well, they won't really need you for anything, but they'll just enjoy connecting with you and needing you occasionally in appropriate ways, you know? Mm. So as we think about this coming up, I think the way that we've been praying about it or talking about it as a family is just this entire time we've all known this was coming and it's not the beginning of your life. It's just a continuation of it. We've always tried to tell our kids they're not just going to You aren't waiting to grow up. You're a person right now. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. this is a huge change, but it's also not, it's not as if they're like, you know, Mm -hmm. what is the Stephen Curtis Chapman song? The The Great Adventure. adventure. Saddle up your horses. (laughs) Played that at every graduation from my high school. If you graduated from a Christian high school, (laughs) you can guarantee. Okay. I obviously graduated way before you guys, because for me, it was Michael W. Smith, Friends or Friends Oh, that was there too. We got that too. The history teacher sang it. The recessional is always saddle up your horses. Right as you throw the caps in the air. And there's just a little bit of a moment of that, of thinking this is a big, huge step, but at the same time, like... You know, you've been pre- preparing for it for a long time. And yep. so, yep. yeah, it's been a slow acceptance <laughs> process. Slow, but then all of a sudden it'll be here. Yep. You wait and you wait and you wait and you wait. And then all of a sudden, boom, there's yeah. that day. Mm-hmm. There's that day. Wow. And can I just confess, there's this tiny part of me because for for years now, like I said, they, as teenagers do, they become less and less receptive to your advice. Yes. You have to kind of proverbially like lay tools on the table, mm-hmm. say, here are some things. Yep. If you need them, I'll back off. There's this tiny part in the back of my mind that's like, I cannot wait for the moment she texts me mm-hmm. because she needs me <laughs> yep. for something. Yep. yep. I remember that moment for myself. Really? I, it wasn't until I was a sophomore, but I was a sophomore in college and all of a sudden I had a serious light bulb eureka moment. <laughs> oh my goodness. I love my mom. I miss my mom. My mom was so right about so many things. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my goodness, my mom was always my best friend. Mm-hmm. You know, and this was a long time ago, so I couldn't pick up my cell phone and text her, but I could pick up the wall phone mm-hmm. and use my long distance code and call her and tell her that. And my mother is not a very emotional woman. Yeah. And she was kind of like, well, I wondered when you'd come around to that. <laughs> I think every parent is thinking that exact same thing. I think like if I'm doing my job well, I'm just kind of backing off and biting my tongue. And and it's just a growth process. You can't know something until you experience it for yourself. And I realize that. But believe me, I fantasize a little bit mm-hmm. about the moment. <laughs> What's success going to look like for you and Grace, Megan? I would say success is Grace feeling as confident about her ability to make choices and decisions for herself, big things and little things as we feel Mm. about it. And I think we're kind of in a joint process of getting there together. But for us, success when it comes to what will our relationship look like when you're an adult and you're no longer just like under our roof with all these things, it's for her to feel confident that she is her own person and that she has agency to make decisions, to live the life she feels confident God is leading her to live, mm-hmm. and to simultaneously know for certain we are always present in her mm. life. You know, so I would what say a secure place to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would say success would be 
her being completely confident that she can figure things out on her own and discern when she can't and when she needs to reach out for help, Mm -hmm. whether that's us or somewhere else. If you've got someone who is starting this last year of school with one of their kids, Mm -hmm. what's some advice you would give them for how to do this last year well? Practically speaking, if you can divide and conquer guiding your kid through the details, like the pragmatic Mm. details of getting through, because they're simultaneously living through a year of senioritis where kind of it feels like nothing matters, right? You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I I, I just lived it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. And so you've kind of got that that simultaneous feeling of, I just want to kind of like get through this year and enjoy it. You know, the pressure's sort of off. I'm probably already, you know, accepted out of school, things like that. Um, so they're feeling that, but you're trying to guide them into making a lot of very practical decisions. So yeah. one thing that we did, and you can do this, whether it's your spouse or a friend, you know, that has a different skill set than you do, is divide to conquer the details of applying to school, getting mm-hmm. loans, getting, you know, all the financial aid stuff put together, mm-hmm. all the details with school. My husband kind of took the portion of like deadlines. So deadlines yep. for applications, deadlines for all those types of things. And I've really taken the seat of, you know, what do you need as a person? Like helping helping her find churches to check out and giving mm-hmm. her, you know, those types of things. <laughs> Just the other day, actually, we went on a family vacation and I overheard somebody say, nobody wants to sit in the front seat with dad because he wants to talk to them about their future. <laughs> <laughs> Poor dad. For the last few years, that's really been my husband Jim's goal is to just kind of ask them questions, get them thinking, and then help them get in the right direction to go to get more information and and to kind of take over doing things for themselves. Yeah. I'm sure it's different for every family, but developmentally, I think me as a mom, because I was such a huge part of their lives before, I am much more moot than their father mm. <laughs> when it comes to these things. Mm-hmm. So he was just a better fit We're like to wallpaper. Be the one. Yeah, like everything <laughs> we I in. think is We're irrelevant. Yep. <laughs> so, um, and so Jim was really a good person to do that kind of stuff because they still had some capacity to listen to what he was saying. Mm-hmm. And for me, I would just be like, hey, I'm going to be around. I'll make your favorite treats. I won't mention it, but they'll be on the counter, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, and so if you can divide to conquer the details and then in the midst of the details, just pragmatically show them outlets of, of where they can go to get what they need to do what they need to do, but avoid doing things for them as much as possible. Yep. Mm-hmm. So if they miss a deadline, they miss a deadline. Mm-hmm. Because they're the ones going to school, not you. Right. Yep. <laughs> so, I don't know how many times I've said yeah. this. I... I I don't want to do this for you because then it's for me mm-hmm. yeah. and you're not doing it. Yeah. If you do it, then that means <laughs> that you actually want it. Now, yep. those were things that I said. But since my senior that graduated was a boy, <laughs> I ended up having to do a lot of those things mm-hmm. myself. Mm-hmm. But that's because I didn't want him sticking around. <laughs> oh, we got to go. We got to get this done. <laughs> yeah, we have a firm role with our kids for like, you know, barring some sort of like cataclysmic event in your life or in the world or something, you can't come back. Like, <laughs> really? Like after you graduate wow. from undergrad, That's why they're so you cannot move me. back in. <laughs> <laughs> But I would say that that hits on what I was going to say next, which was pragmatically speaking, just figure out what needs to get done. Don't put it all on your kid to figure it out. I didn't have parents to help me with this. So I actually did have to figure it all out on my own. And I did it. 
But it would have been nice yeah. if I had someone yeah. who gave me, you know, a one up yeah. <laughs> on these things. So if you can do the background information and then put things in front of them that make sense and say, here's your next step with this, if you want to go this way or this way, I think that helps a lot. And being able to divide that with someone else that you trust to say, hey, could you keep on top of this with them and I'll keep on top of these things. Mm-hmm. And then just internally as a parent, it's hard and you don't do it perfectly, but I think I alluded to this before, just to be able to move in the direction of shifting from being a parent who's involved in every little thing, like what movie can you watch? (laughs) You know, can you have a cell phone? All those things. And shifting to having a relationship with my children that's more like an adult family member who doesn't live with me Mm -hmm. and is here to visit, like what would be appropriate? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Being a parent is a special role that never goes away, but it does really change, you know? Um, And so... To be able to kind of look at it that way and say, this won't happen overnight. But because it's so hard as a parent, I think putting that in my brain and saying, what we're doing is shifting to a role where Grace is an adult who doesn't live with me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And what kind of role would I have in that person's life? I made that really firm line in my mind because I knew it would be almost impossible to get there. So I could at least incrementally move that yeah. direction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but no, I, I understand yeah. exactly yeah. That's what great. <laughs> I do because I have to think about that with, with my daughter in particular, you know, she's 20, she still mm-hmm. lives with me, but I don't mom her mm-hmm. anymore because if yeah. The circumstances were different. She could be living in an apartment and I would have no idea what she was doing with Mm -hmm. her life. She didn't want me to. Mm -hmm. So because we have that proximity, I do, but I still don't speak into it. It's more observational. Yes, it is. (laughs) It's cringeworthy sometimes. And sometimes I am so pleased and amazingly proud I could pop, Mm -hmm. but it's still observation time. Mm-hmm. They don't want to hear it either nope. way. She sure, she sure <laughs> done. She sure done. As soon as you even, even give a hint that you are thinking a judgment thought, mm-hmm. good or bad, about what they're doing, they'll just run away. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. It's time to ask yourself, if you were 20, would you want to hear that? Mm-hmm. Nope. Nope. <laughs> yep. Would it have done any good? Probably yeah. not. I would say most of parenting these days is just watching from the outside, stepping in only once or twice a year when it's very urgent to mm-hmm. do so, and otherwise just biting my tongue a lot and being around. Parenting so. a teen, colon, biting your tongue a lot. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that works. The funniest thing is how your kids' friends will think you're the coolest parent, and your kids truly do think you are helpless. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I know. How can two teenagers have a completely different view of the same person? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. One's the one that you get to tell what to do. Yeah, there yep. you go. That's I'm awesome. Good. Yeah, yeah, I'm good. Great stuff. Thanks for coming in, Megan. Thanks. The Taylor and Jen podcast is a product of Northwestern Media, a ministry of the University of Northwestern St. Paul. For more stories of letting go, visit life1071.com.